0: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. And now there's a new book out uh, by uh, Grace Alice O'Shea. You've been educating in uh, with RSE for, for a number of years, and you've written a book about it, Grace. But c- can you recall that ructions that there was when it came out for us? Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Um, I... I
0: can- oh. Oh, God, that didn't last long. We try we'll try and get her back, but it, it came back in a number. Of, it came in quite a number of years ago. She may be too young to remember, but there was people were they were writing to radio stations and writing to newspapers and giving out about teaching this stuff. But sure, look, it's normal now. It's normal, and we. We teach it in the classrooms, and Grace Alice was uh, there. She, she back on the phone. Is she, Grace? You're back. I am. There you are. I am.
1: Sorry about that.
0: Not at all. All good. All good. I remember the the controversy when it came in first, and then it settled. It's it settled, and it <laughs> became a normal part of schooling. And now you've written this book called Sex Educated. Tell me your own experience of teaching in the classroom first.
1: Yeah, um, well, I loved the work I do in schools. I mean, I've been doing it about, I think, seven years now. And to be honest, when I first came to the work, I kind of came to thinking, okay, young people nowadays have grown up with the internet; they're going to know everything, you know. And the education is going to have to be so much more advanced. But funny enough, what I found is kind of the same myths are still circling around, and there's still so much misinformation, and there's still actually a lot of shame around certain topics. And mm. um, so I actually found, you know, it, it it didn't have to be super super advanced. It was actually about going back to basics a lot of the time. And um, but you know, every school is different; every class is different and that's kind of where this book came from is is highlighting all the different questions we get in class
0: mm. those questions have changed over the years i would suspect very much
1: yeah i mean they did again a lot of the same stuff will come up uh you know particularly around um, relationships and and um, you know healthy and unhealthy relationships and that because that's you know that's a lifelong learning process but you know we have a lot more questions now around body image um around you know should this body part look like this should it look like that you know questions about um i suppose relates to online online pornography and, and coming across material like that and um, and just yeah like is this normal you know should i be doing this should i be doing that so yeah they have changed certainly
0: mm, does gender identity come up these days much
1: It does. It does. Now, what I do find is generally young people have quite a good grip on it. Um, They're probably learning from a younger age nowadays and they have more you know exposure even to discussions in the media around it And um, so a lot of the time sometimes they're even teaching me new words or new concepts but generally speaking like it does come up um it's still absolutely something that needs to be covered 100% you know yeah. there's still a lot of you know transphobia and a lot of prejudice and bullying going on in schools so it mm. does come up
0: yeah yeah you, yeah you you find kids are they're far more open to discussing these things than we would think but yet at the same time you say that some of the basics come up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff that you would think would have been if you would say sorted out years ago
1: well yeah that's the thing and that, again that's what kind of continues to surprise me a little bit um, you know even basics just around anatomy you know simple stuff around how different anatomy works um, particularly around women's bodies um, I feel there is uh, you know the education isn't quite up to scratch there yet Um, also around things like uh, you know kind of myths around stis and pregnancy and you know can you get pregnant standing up and and all these questions that are still popping up even to this day which is funny considering all the information there is out there but then at the same time there's so much misinformation with that so there's kind of a flip side to it isn't there
0: and i suppose part part of the the teaching process is to teach them to filter out what is nonsense and try to focus on what is true. Was that one of the things that motivated you to write the book?
1: Yes, absolutely. So, you know, parents and teachers had come to us um, and still come to us, um, both in Sexual Health West and me in my own work um, over years, um, looking for this kind of resource. They wanted, you know, a comprehensive, trustworthy Sex-positive, kind of one-stop-shop resource, you know, um, and that's what I wanted to create was was to really cut through all the stuff you see in films and TVs and even on social media and porn and everything, and just really create something that you know that was that that was that was fact-based, but also had an element of. Um, you know, empathy and kindness and inclusivity to it, as well as the, the facts and the figures and the diagrams and all that, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. You mentioned porn and the access to that over the years has mushroomed. And yes. even a small child now, with a, given a smartphone, can access the most horrendous stuff yes. in seconds. And mm-hmm. you have to... <laughs> In a world where children are given phones, we're coming up to communion time. I was only chatting to my my wife about this recently, Grace. Mm-hmm. We're coming up to communion time now and an awful lot of children are going to get their first smartphone for their Holy Communion. And yeah. the access they have to the most grotesque porn means, doesn't it, that we have to start warning them about it when they're just little kids?
1: Yeah, well, we have to start talking about it and in the sense that... I suppose with porn, you know, porn was never intended to be a sex education tool. It's a terrible sex education tool. It's not how anyone should be learning about sex or or even what bodies look like or anything. But I think what happens as well is, you know, if if young people aren't getting some form of shame-free, honest, open sex education, they're going to turn to online. They're going to be looking for answers. They're going to be curious. And, you know, curiosity is normal and we don't want to shame that. But In the you know, in the absence of talking to our young people about about bodies, about intimacy, about all that, about consent, they're going to unfortunately learn in other ways. And again, this was a purpose of the book is it's kind of like an antidote to all that stuff. That Mm -hmm. okay, maybe maybe they've come across something, maybe they've seen stuff, maybe it's distressing, maybe it's it's harmful. But hopefully, if they have something like this resource, or their parents have it. At least then they will know that this isn't real life. This isn't actually what sex looks like. Um, you know, and they can have some actual factual information to refer to instead.
0: How do we get over the old hurdle, the oldest hurdle in parenting and having raised a couple of kids in my own district? Yeah. Do you know, once they turn 10 or 11 or 12, sure, Dad, yeah. what would you know? You're ancient. Yeah. You're old people. What would you know? How do you get over that hurdle? Because it's a hurdle you've got to get over teaching this stuff.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, it is a hard one. And I've been sure, you know, I taught the same thing when I was a teenager. And now I look back and I'm like, God, they they knew more than I gave them granted or or gave them credit for. And I suppose one thing is, I suppose it's going to happen. Like, it's just natural. You know, teenagers just start to relate less to adults in in that sense. And and it's okay. What I would say to remember that the gold standard of, of sex education is actually again not about having all the knowledge or all the slang words. Sure, I don't I'm a sex educator. I, I young people teach me stuff and being open to learn from them as well. That's but a lovely so word
0: then, you use by the way, slang. Never heard that before. <laughs> <That's>
1: I've <brilliant>. probably <laughs> said that by accident. They both came together in slang. Um yeah, so like to be open to learning from young people as well, not just to think, okay, I have to teach them everything. Um, but but what I was getting at, I suppose, is the point is, you know, sex education, it's rooted in just being a safe person for your really? young person to come to, not having all the answers. You you don't need to have them all. No one has them all. Yeah. Um, but just when a young person or your child or whoever it is comes to you, if they do. And, um, you know, just really meeting them with, with patience and and um, not immediately reacting with something like anger or shaming them or outrage or anything like that. So just being safe for them to come to um, and have lots of little talks, not just a big talk. That's what I would say. Mm. Uh, just lots of little talks, as much as you can, uh, rather than sitting down for a big talk. It's much more it gets absorbed much better.
0: And, and how important is the simple, basic lesson? And what age would we start with our children? You can tell me anything. You can bring anything to me. How I, how early should we start that, particularly in terms of sexual education and stuff?
1: Oh, well, I think the, you know, um, the idea of you can tell me anything should start as young as they can talk, like as young as possible. Um, So what we would say generally is sex education actually can start very young, but it's not necessarily about sex then, right? It's going to build later to, to be about sex. Start by teaching your little person even the proper words for their body parts, because there's nothing dirty about them. There's nothing shameful. And it's actually really important that they have the proper words for their body parts. That's just learning about their body. You know, there's nothing actually sexual about that. Um, About consent and boundaries. So, you know, just asking people maybe before you touch them um, or kind of teaching them how to check in with their own body. How do I feel right now? You know, do I want to be around people? Do I, you know, that kind of stuff. So it can start very simply and and build over the years. And again, that's all the little talks adding up to a big talk. Um, There's one thing I've mentioned in the forward of the book that I thought was a really good tip. If you are a parent, um, to give your child a little note. And the note read, um, a parent told me this. A note, it read something like, you know, if you ever need help and you're afraid to come to me because you're afraid of how I'll react. Just bring me this note and I know it's important and I need to listen to you and sit with you and figure out how to help you. And I just thought it was a really nice idea, you know?
0: That's a wonderful idea.
1: Mm. Um, So again with the book, a parent can buy it and read it themselves and use it as a guide or they can can read it and pass it on to their young person. So I would say if you're going to pass it on to your lovely young person, include a little note like that in the front and at least then they know that if it really comes to it, they can talk to you.
0: That's a brilliant idea. Someone on the phone here just wants to ask a question, Grace. How would you approach this with a child who has special needs or additional needs or is on the spectrum whatever? How would you approach it?
1: Okay, well, that's. You know, that's a really, really, um, really important area, but it is also, there's so much to that because each child is going to be different and have different needs. Um, So, and again, this wouldn't be my specific area of expertise, to be honest. Um, I would say, you know, with each parent, you know your child best, um, and I can't speak to exactly how, you know, a child is developing and exactly what you should say to them. There are resources out there. um, I know the IFPA I did a speakeasy uh, training program with them, which was all about this, um, all about talking to young people with disabilities around sex, particularly intellectual disabilities. Um, so I'm sorry, I can't give a specific answer because, it's okay. again, it's, it's just not in a particular area and it, it really differs child to child. But I think, again, the main um, underpinnings are the same of just being open to learning, open to making mistakes, and... Um, and you know even if you have something like the book just take what you need from it and leave the rest just start really simple and come back to the other stuff later if you need to
0: i take the book is in all good bookshops etc
1: it's actually, it's mainly online at the moment. Okay. Um, it is in a few bookshops in Galway, because Sexual West are based in Galway City, um, but you know, it's only a few months old, so it's it's, it's growing, it's getting out there. Um, it is available from sexualhealthwest.ie and the wonderful thing is the the proceeds from the book go back into the charity and go back into delivering sex education. Okay,
0: So sexualhealthwest.ie is where people That's can it. get the book, and the book is called Sex Educated by Grace Alice O'Shea. Grace Alice, thank you very much for Corks 96FM.